Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast, your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boulay. As always, Christian, after just one episode, we have made it back to no man's land of podcasting. Because it has been a grand total of three days, four days since our last show. And what do you know? It's still the off season and nothing's still, happened. Still the off season. We're 25 days away at the time of recording this from Avalanche regular season hockey. Um, if it's any consolation, I mean, we got the rookie showcase going on right yeah, now. There, there's stuff going on. Let's check that score real quick. That is three nothing sharks. Let's ignore that and act like that doesn't exist. <laughs> they won yesterday. They, they, they won yesterday. Got to give them credit for that. They're not doing so great right now, but you know, it's the rookie showcase. You know, I think we under I think we understand that maybe our prospect pool is not the deepest anymore. You know, honestly, it may not be the deepest anymore, but I still like some players in it. It's still good. I still like a lot of those guys in there. Like, there's still a couple guys in there, like. Ben Myers, chief among them, that we can see make an impact as soon as this season. Oscar Olauson could be a guy like probably next year or two years from now that we could see as a regular in the lineup. Sampo Ranta could be interesting to watch this season. We're all just kind of waiting to see what Eustace Annan is going to be. But like for a team that just won a Stanley Cup and has traded a shit ton of draft picks, there's some pretty decent guys playing right now. Yeah, there's some pretty decent guys. I'm really interested with Sampo Ranta because I feel like everyone just – he was on the opening night lineup, if I remember. Yeah, I think, I think we just kind of forget about that a little bit, that yeah. we really thought that, like, Sampo Ranta might not be Alex Newhook, but, like, he could have a little role for himself on the team. Turns out he didn't. And now yeah, so we'll, I feel get like, we'll get I to feel see. Like, yeah, everyone forgot about him, and I, I still think he's an interesting prospect. I don't think he's going to be a, a top six guy, but he could be an interesting bottom six role. Yeah, it's, it's not even just that he started – the season last year on the team, he made his NHL debut in the playoffs against Vegas. Just like kind yeah. of out of nowhere. Yeah, that was that, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> that and, he happened. Wasn't, and he wasn't that bad. No, he was very uh, inoffensible, but when we made those trade deadline acquisitions and you got more players healthy, he just didn't have a spot in this lineup. And, I still don't know if he has a chance of cracking this opening day lineup, but no. I wouldn't be shocked in the least if we're midway through the season and there's some guys banged up. If we see Sam Aranta up there. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be his time at training camp to sort out some, some room on the roster and everything and just see what he's got. Cause he, he's 22 now. Yep. And you know, you're 22, you still got some time, but it's not, endless like you you kind of have to make your move sooner or later within like the next year or two well, would you say he's more intriguing than a guy like martin kaut yeah absolutely yeah 
with Martin Cal, we know. Sampo Ranta still is kind of a new-ish toy that we got in the the 2021 playoffs and still has some room to grow. Cal, there's just never been. You know what Martin Cal is. Yeah. I agree with you. I think we talked about it a couple episodes ago. It is a little shocking that Cal hasn't gotten like a change of scenery, like that classic, like let's trade two prospects who have been in our farm team for four plus years and see if they can revitalize their careers. Because like the one I think of, do you remember? It was probably, I forget who we traded, but we got Ryan Graves. It was a prospect switch and we traded a defenseman and we got Ryan Graves out of it. And that uh, worked out pretty well. The for names us. on the tip of Chris, Chris Bigris. That's right. I knew it was someone. And then we ended up getting Ryan Graves out of it and it worked out pretty damn well for us. Yeah. And Chris, Chris Bigris never played a game for the Rangers. Yeah. So I mean, we won so that deal. We won everyone that always, deal. Everyone always goes back and forth. Like, Oh, you never really know who's going to win. A I think we won that one. Yeah. We won that one. I mean, it's, it's really interesting. Like Ryan Graves is one of those guys. Like he, he, I just feel so bad for him because he went from a Stanley Cup contender to his two options were either the Devils or the Kraken. <laughs> like, I've, I've thought about that sometimes, where it's like you think about Jost, you think about Graves, like all the guys who put in like the blood, sweat, and tears over the last few years with those heartbreaking losses. They get shipped out the door, and we win the cup the next season. And Graves, especially, like New Jersey's not terrible, but they're a ways away from being yeah. even a playoff team. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, that just cracked me up because it was, uh, I was just thinking about that prospect switch when we were talking about a couple episodes ago. And I'm like, I remember last time we did this, the abs got a pretty good deal out of it. And then recently I know they traded AJ Greer, but I can't remember who he got from him. It was someone from the Islanders. I'm trying to just see if I can even find any of this, but yeah. Cause it was, it was, so I, the big thing is I really do think that, Cal probably needs Kyle Burrows. Kyle Burrows, interesting. Yeah, I mean it's it's funny because we it seems like we do like the straight up NHL player for for assets deal more often than the prospect swap. Yeah, it it doesn't make much sense, but I would be um, I'd be shocked if Cal doesn't get moved early in the season. A guy like Shane Bowers, who is like, is he the one of the only parts of the Matt Duchesne trade that hasn't worked for the Avs? I mean, the Matt Duchesne trade just has so many pieces in it. We forget it's really only like two that ended up making like any sort of impact because we got Gerard and we got Byram in it. Like there's Andrew Hammond in there, Shane. Hey, we want a playoff game, man. Yeah, I mean, he did. He did something. And uh, man, this pit like Matthew Steinberg, we never even signed to a deal with that third round pick in 2019. You're about to say my favorite one. This I thought this guy was gonna be so sick, Kamenev. I wow. thought he was gonna Kamenev. be so sick, dude. He scored a, I, he scored goals with us. He scored three goals with the yeah. abs in his career. That's something he did. He was one of those guys, he's just like Berkey. Every time I hit a puck hit him, he broke his hand. Yeah. It was ridiculous. It's so, like it, Berkey never got a chance to get off the ground. Yeah. So I it's really funny looking back at trades. And as you can tell, as we're 10 minutes into this episode, there's not a whole lot to talk about. So we're just kind of free balling here. Oh yeah. But this is, this is not in my notes at all. No, this wasn't. But I, this we're was, having a this good was going to be a funny 32nd bit where I mentioned the rookie <laughs> camp. And here we are 10 minutes later. And we're Look, still, I think Sample Rants are going to be pretty good this year. Yeah. So, and he's probably um, like, he might see like three games. Maybe, maybe, but yeah, uh, that rookie showcase is going on right now. I do like, I will say, how they've given us the links to watch the game this year. Yeah, they're actually nice. watchable games for once. Yes. I still will not be watching them, but no, it's nice to have the option. Yeah, I wish. I'm sorry, Avs. I love you with all my heart. But if you're telling me I can watch college football or a rookie showcase, I'm probably going to choose college football. Like, my brain's just not in hockey mode yet. Yeah, it's just not I'm there just, yet. This I'm, is football I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm still in off season mode. Plus I literally do not have time. Like yeah. I, I, I am not at a point in my life where I'm just like, yeah, I've got, I've got time for this right now. The, the rookie <laughs> showcase for the abs, like, sorry, boss, but I'm busy right now. Yeah. I got, got to watch these rookies play. Maybe one day if we, if we do this full time, yeah, they start paying me to do it. Yeah. I'll be the biggest fan of the rookie showcase. Oh but... yeah. I'll, I'll give you guys a full detailed report on, on how, Oscar Lawson look that day. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. So, 
that that's going on. Um, I guess the other big news, um, Nathan McKinnon was on 32 thoughts. So that was cool. I know you actually listened to it. I just read. Yeah. So basically we, the, our conversation last episode was surprisingly topical and things that actually have sort of happened over the last couple of days. Like a lot of the guys we talked about in the PTO conversation ended up like getting signed by other teams. And so immediately outdated that, but it was still a worthwhile conversation. And the McKinnon stuff has kind of ramped up over the last couple of days. We're kind of getting some indications that this is, this is going to happen sooner than later. And they're like, we suspected there's no issues. And if the only issue is like, Oh, I thought we'd be done by now just because yeah. I, I didn't know how this worked. He thought he's I, he McKinnon, said on 32 thoughts and we'll talk more about what he said there later he's like yeah i guess i just kind of thought it'd be like a day one thing we just sign it and be done turns out it's a lot more complicated than that it is a lot more complicated because i'm i wonder do you you may not know because you're not a like capologist or like nhl contracts but is it kind of like the nfl where you can front load it with signing bonuses and it brings down the annual the AAV of the contract yeah is yeah i mean you can front load it and then bring it down to like seven hundred fifty thousand a year and it brings down the AAV. it's not per year that'd be cool that could happen (laughs) yeah you you usually see that with older players though yeah no that makes sense it it makes it easier to buy out the contract and i don't think we have to worry about that i don't think we have to worry could you imagine if we did have to worry about it (laughs) i don't i don't really want to i don't think we ever have to worry about it but uh yeah, I mean, I think if he's talking about it, that means it's pretty much close to being done. It's pretty close to being done. I, I honestly, I just don't think he knows too much about yeah. it. I think he, I think he's just going to leave that to Pat Brisson and just let him handle all that. Because that's basically what he said when Elliot asked him on the show. He's like, "Yeah, you got to ask Pat." Like, I don't really know. Yeah, I mean, Max made it clear. He's like, "I'm not going anywhere, so just work it out with them, and just yeah. let me know when I need to sign." <laughs> like, yeah. like it's. It's funny because the abs are so weird. We've talked about this. They're so hush about everything. So for McKinnon to even come out and say like something's going on before it's done is very weird. I think it's also just like, well, of course they are. I think they don't care because it's also just to to flex on the rest of the league that has issues with like signing players, like all these internal problems. Like, yeah, we don't have that. Sorry. Sucks to be you, I guess. Yeah. Wouldn't know what that's like. Yeah. But it's interesting. I mean, we talked about it a little bit on the last episode. I mean, McKinnon's going to get paid and whatever we pay him is completely fine. Like there mm-hmm. is, there is no amount that is not enough for him. Yeah, and and just based on the few comments that have come out so far, I don't think it's going to be nuts. Like the fact that we're having the conversation of like, is he going to be the highest paid player? I think we would kind of know by now if it was trending in that direction. And so I'm thinking like at max, it's 13 could possibly feasibly be 12, maybe a little less, maybe a little more. I stay like, I think like in that 12.5 ballpark is really- what if it was 12.51, just so he was making like a thousand dollars more than McDavid. I would absolutely <laughs> respect that 100%. And I would encourage that actually, like what, like, just- what is that? like a hundred thousand dollars, like what's that going to cost us on yeah. the cap? Like just, just do it. You don't have the, the extra hundred thousand. Like that's the cup tax, Connor. Yeah, that's hilarious. For winning, yeah, like, and he's just the highest paid player by fucking hundred. I would honestly, I I hope they do that. If he's gonna be the highest paid player, I hope it's by such a small margin that it's like insulting. <laughs> that would be good. I, I would. Hope I hope it's not even that. I hope it's like a dollar. And just so he's above McDavid, just like they basically get paid the same, but technically he's the highest paid. Highest paid. And every time someone like asks us or even or them the question, you'd be like, "Well, he won't cup. It's cup tax." Yeah, it's the cup tax. We'll take it. But in all seriousness, if it, it I, I agree with you. I do think it's probably in that like twelve point five, thirteen million dollar range. I think if it was in the fourteens, we'd probably be hearing. Yeah, I think we would it. know by now. And McKinnon said basically like it's gonna be fair, but it's not gonna be single digit. Yeah. Which to me I mean, says it might not even be twelve. That would be if it's anything under twelve, it's the best contract of all time. Right. Like again. Cause like let's be real. McKinnon deserves fourteen. Yes. Especially coming off of the contract that he was on at 6.3 for six years, giving us realistically 
four kicks at the can to build the best team that we can and actually go on and win the fucking thing along with the president's trophy the year before. Yeah, he's owed some cash and he could ask for 14 million. And I really don't think there's anything anyone could say to be like, yeah, well, why? I mean, I he said he was going to give a team-friendly discount. A team-friendly discount for him would be something below 12. I, I think 12 is team-friendly still, yeah. considering the circumstance. We just won a championship. He was the runner-up for the con Smythe, was outstanding in the games he did play this season. It was constantly interrupted by injuries out of his control. And he's an unrestricted free agent in a time where we've seen star players hit the open market and get money. You've seen it with Tavares. You've seen it with Gaudreau. I think if you see another McKinnon-esque player start to get here then and they sign for 12, yeah, that's team friendly. Like a guy like this hitting the open market, he could like 14 if he's a free agent, that's team friendly. Yeah. It's it's going to be cuz I remember there were a lot of people who were like so much for being a team friendly contract. Like guys, he's not going to sign an 8 million dollar deal. That's I just said, I never understood like oh, he's going to sign another 6 million dollar contract. No, like no. When not. have you ever seen that? When has that ever happened that like this guy signs like I'm taking less than half of my market value. That doesn't happen. Like yeah. sometimes like oh, I'll take a uh, million dollars less. That's being team friendly, not cutting your contract in half. Yeah, like it. I always laugh because it's like people are like, "Wow, so much for being team friendly." It's like, guys, like, he is being he team, is being friendly, team friendly, guys. Because he think we just... have to understand that good players are going to get paid, yeah. especially coming off of a championship. Because he could easily just be like, tell uh, Pat Brisson, be like, "Hey, I want fourteen. Tell him that's it, and I'm not. That's all I'm signing for." If, if he wanted fourteen and was not going to move from that number, I bet the contract would be done by now. Yeah, probably. Probably. I, I think they're I think the fact that this is taking so long is they're trying to find a solution that works for both sides. And they're trying to give McKinnon his money while not being like, okay, well, we still want to win. So yeah. I, I think I think we're talking like in that 12 ballpark. I wouldn't be shocked if it's a little bit less, even just a little bit more. I wouldn't be shocked if it's 12 right on the nose. Yeah, because if you think about it, like this is kind of crazy. Like we love Nazem Kadri, but Nazem Kadri is making more money this year than Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Also different salary cap eras, yeah. different circumstances, but yeah. And even at 12, McKinnon would be the second highest paid player in the NHL. Which is fair. Yeah. Totally fair. Like you really can't argue with that because Austin Matthews is going to be up in a couple of years. He makes 11.6. He's going to probably surpass McKinnon, whatever he signs for, even if it is like 13. Matthews is probably going to make like 14, 15 on his next contract. So even if, even if McKinnon is highest paid guy in the league, he's not going to stay that way for very long. No, it, it won't last. Like who else is coming up that could pass him? I I'm, mean, what's McDavid? I'm trying up? to think of some guys, but I mean. Like, McDavid's up 2028, 20, right? No, McDavid's got to be sooner than that. McDavid is 2026. 20, Okay, so he's he's, got, he's gonna he's get paid. He's got three more years, and he's he's gonna get the maximum. Yes, like that. Like there's just simply no debate about that. And he, I mean, give it uh like five more years. Kale McCarr is also going to get the maximum, but we can save that for a half decade down the line. Yeah, we got plenty of time. Yeah, man. we got plenty of I, time. I'm trying to think of guys that like are gonna get paid coming up because like even a guy like Adam Fox, like they signed recently. I doubt Marner's going to be making more. Rantanen's not going to be making more. I'm just, I'm looking at the the top guys on this list, and there's not a lot of them that are even under thirty. Yeah, because it's really McDavid. I mean, McDavid could realistically get twenty million, and we'd be like, yeah, that seems fair. <laughs> Whatever the maximum is when Connor McDavid's contract's up is what he's going to get, whether it's from Edmonton or fucking Arizona. Like they're going. Yeah. To- whoever he signs with is going to pay him the maximum. It's actually going to be really interesting. If Connor McDavid hits the open market, it's literally just going to be, where do you want to go? Because you're going to get the same contract from everybody. Oh, everyone would, everyone would move mountains. That's what I mean. Like he's going to get the maximum from like, hypothetically, if Connor McDavid hit the open market, he's probably not going to, but the Rangers would throw the maximum at like, even like horror teams like Arizona, and Ottawa would throw $20 million at Connor McDavid. 
whatever the maximum they can throw his way is what they would do. So it's literally just asking Connor, where do you want to go? It's not a matter of money because you're going to get the same contract from everybody. Right. And it's interesting. You know how we were talking earlier about how like the signing bonuses and salary McDavid's salary this year is only what year is this? 2020. It's only $1 million, but his signing bonus was $11 million. Yeah. McDavid's paydays come on day one of the season. So his paychecks per game add up to $1 million. He is getting a $12 million check the first day he can get paid. And that's basically his entire contract. Cause it's not even like the first two years of that deal was $15 million. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at total salary. So it's $11 million signing bonus, big mistake, I guess. But yeah, $13 million signing bonus, the first three years of that deal. And Oh, the last two years, it's a $7 million signing bonus and $3 million in base money. Yeah, so you get to pay a little bit more for the games. What What is this? You see, I think we're on the same website. 21% of the cap hit? How the fuck are they projecting that? What What are you looking at? Uh, they're saying that his cap hit um, is going to be 21%. I'm on sportrack.com. I've never even heard of that site. Yeah, me either. But they who, said it's gonna... For who? McKinnon? No, McDavid, bro. Oh, if that's the maximum, then yeah. That's crazy. And then the last year of his contract says it's 27.62% of the cap, That's which even for Connor McDavid seems low. <laughs> for for his current deal? Yeah, that's what it's saying. Look up Connor McDavid's contract. This is great radio, by the way. Look up Connor McDavid's contract on Google. But when he signed the contract, it was 16%. It's not going up. Dude, I'm just reading off the website, man. <laughs> the cap percentage would only go down as the cap. Right. That, that's why I'm asking. Like, that's but what I'm confused about. I, th- I think that's just wrong or something. Uh, or, is that, or is that like, I don't know. I don't know either. Like we said, great radio, but. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, back, I mean, to, back to McKinnon. Yeah. So McKinnon's going to get his contract. Everything's going to be okay. Um, we all just need to take a deep breath and just give, it'll probably be announced. It, knowing us and our luck with news, it'll probably get announced the second we upload this episode. Yeah, it'll probably be out tomorrow. Yes. And, and we will be like, terribly I, out. I really can't see this dragging into the season. So, like, at latest, this goes October 11th. Or pro- even then, I think this, like, at latest, the first day of training camp. I don't I think agree. I don't think this drags into the training camp or anything like that. I think they just knock it out. The 12 times 8 gets announced, and we always go fucking awesome nine more years of mckinnon yeah thank god that's over and our core is locked up for whenever miko's contracts up i think it's a little sooner than we think i think it's three years uh i just had it it's i think it's two after this one so three years left yeah so we'll get three locked up for that i mean considering he signed for what six years yeah Having half of Miko's contract with your full core locked up and not having to worry about anything is pretty good. Yeah, that's rock solid. So the abs are in great shape. The salary cap's projected to go up, I think, a million dollars each the next five years. It's going to go up a lot sooner than that. Because yeah. I think for at least this season, $1 million, and possibly as soon as two off seasons from now, we could be looking at a jump to 90 is what I've seen. Wow, that'd be great. But then it's going to be like, remember, like the NBA had the same thing and players were getting like, they were bench players getting five years, 90 million. Oh, yeah. I don't think that would happen in the NHL, but. Well, it's also, I think we have to consider the world we just came out of and having to so closely manage all your cap dollars that once the cap does start to go up, we're just going to see contracts increase percentage wise with that. It's like we we all freak out about the cap going up. It just means that they're going to get paid more. Like yeah. and then the, and then the base salaries go up respectively. So it's instead of seven fifty, it's going to go up to eight hundred thousand. Yeah, because so- I was watching a, uh, I forget, I think it was a TikTok or something, and it was like a Leafs guy talking, and he was like, "The Leafs got screwed by the salary cap not going they, up." They absolutely did. It's so- fun. It's funny to dunk on the Leafs, but they did sign those contracts with the expectation that by now we'd be at like ninety five million dollars. Yeah, because that's what happened with Drysital with the Oilers. Yep is they sign that deal and everyone's like, that's a lot of money, but they were basically signing it with the intention of the salary cap's going to go up dramatically over the next few years. And they just got out of the deadline on that. 
Mm-hmm. And it also turns out that Leon Dreisaitl is a top five player in the NHL. And, it worked so out now, pretty well and so now once McKinnon's contract is up, you can make the argument that that's the best contract in the league. Hey, everybody. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. The NFL's opening week was action-packed, and it's just getting started. Get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. And if you want even more action, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's real simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win, and if your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if they go on to lose. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the episode. I mean, it's going to be, I'm really interested to see where this league goes in the next five years. Everything's trending up, which for the first time in forever with the NHL, we can say that. Oh yeah. And they're putting ads on the Jersey too. So more revenue coming in. Great. I mean, the abs are still, they're holding out. They haven't announced theirs, their Jersey patch. It's going to be ball probably. It has to be right. Like if it's ball, at least, at least ball is not a bad logo. Yeah, you can do something with that. As long as they don't sell the ads on like the retail jerseys. Oh, they will. They, they will because the NBA sells them that way. Well, that's stupid and I hate it. <laughs> it, is, it is dumb. Get, don't get me wrong. It is dumb. I just, I, I just think it's funny how we talked about with the helmet ads that this is going to lead to jersey ads and everyone said, no, you're crazy. And now we're talking about like, no, it's just going to be one ad on the jersey though. It's just It's just going to be the one. Yeah, like, I don't think it's a huge deal. I mean... I don't either. It's just, like, you're like, oh, it's going to make the cap go up. No, it's fucking not. This is just money going directly into the owner's pockets. Like, this has nothing to do with payers getting played more or better product on ice for fans. This is just money going directly into Stan Kroenke's pocket. Like, that's all this is. We know Stan's hurting for cash, so... And and just Stan. What an underdog story, you know? He truly is, man. Dude, they're showing him at the Rams games, and I'm like, is this dude ever going to have, like, a better year? God, I I fucking love that bit from the when I was in Colorado and everything. And every time I saw or heard the name Stan Kroenke, it's just, oh, you got to love you got to love an underdog story. Well, we cheer. I think we were the only ones that cheered for him at the parade. Oh, yeah. I love Stan Kroenke. He's a great guy. man. show that. Don't clip that and send it to our St. Louis friends. He's a great guy. We love Stan. But uh, yeah, I mean. The jersey ads, like I'm, I'm, I really don't care. I know some people I mean, are so like, passionate about it, but like it's the world we live in when it, like everything is fucking sponsored, dude. Yeah, Every, I, mean, I mean, we have what? How many ads do we have on this show? Like right, everything's exactly. fucking like we sponsored. have, th- like you got the two ads that I don't even know what they are when you tune in. It's like yep. literally personalized ad content based on your listening history. So if you have weird ads, that's your fault. And <laughs> okay. then the two ads that we run on the Hockey Podcast Network that are breaking up the shows every once in a while. But yeah, I mean, that's just what it is. It's it's my it's my favorite saying. You need two things to succeed in the industry. A can-do attitude and corporate sponsorship. Yes. Corporate spot. We love corporate sponsors you too. Love, my other favorite show. bit from the parade is yeah. I was the old I would freak out and cheer and be a psycho whenever they would bring out like the sponsored blimps. I'd be like, yes, oh, corporate yeah. sponsorship. Yes. You're you get to ride in the parade and everyone's like, wait, are they part of the team? <laughs> like, no, no, I wasn't I wasn't cheering for the people. I just I just saw like this blimp is sponsored by like fucking State Farm or something. I go, <laughs> yeah, corporate sponsorship. We love it. Corporate. So that and Stan Kroenke, my two favorite things. Yeah, I mean, Stan the man, bro. We love Stan, but uh, I mean, it's impartial. I'm sure it'll get announced and they'll sneak a ball. Like, it probably won't even be announced. It'll just be the first game and we'll see like, oh, there's a ball arena logo on their jerseys. Yeah, it's going to be ball. It's going to be something dumb or whatever, you know. It's not like it's not a big deal. I'm not passionate about I, I think I'm more like apathetic to it. It's just like fucking whatever. It's stupid. It's, it's stupid, I, but it's not hurting anyone, and we'll get over it soon. It's going to spiral into more, and we all know that, but we're all going to act like it's not. So, yeah. 
I mean, if you look at like other hockey leagues, like when you watch like fucking out of like America hockey. Oh yeah, you, like, Canada, you, you turn into like the the KHL or like the the Swedish elite league. Like it's like watching NASCAR. Yeah, their jerseys, their jerseys are littered with sponsors. It's absolutely ridiculous. So it, it it's just going to take some time to get used to. But I agree. Like as long, if I can buy one without the logo, I'm going to do that. Um, speaking, of, I got to buy. I haven't bought a jersey in like like six months. I don't know what the fuck's you gotta, wrong. Got to get a hit. Yeah, got to take another hit of that jersey dopamine. Yeah, got to get a hit of it. So I mean, we'll see. But it's going to be. Eh, I, I'm kind of. Uh, I'm it's kind just, of meh like about it's, it. It's like I'm like I said, I'm not super passionate about it. It just makes me like roll my eyes because like fucking whatever. Yeah, I mean we'll see. As long as Stan the Man doesn't move the uh, the ball arena to Carson City, then we'll then I'll be a happy camper. Yeah, just leave Commerce good City, enough, just leave good enough alone. Yeah, so that's that's it for that part. I forgot we how we even get to that part, but that's we're a fantastic question. I actually have yeah. no clue. I think we were talking about some shit. I don't we were know. Talking about, actually, great question. How did we get to talking about Jersey ads? We were talking about McKinnon and we, we were, were talking, talking about McDavid and then like the salary cap. And then we were talking about something like that. How, we how, how, we how did we get to Cronky? I don't know. This episode's all over the place. This is all over the fucking place. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is crazy. This is crazy. Let's, let's, get, let's steer the ship here. Um, yeah, I mean, to what? I mean, what's going on? In the, in the I game? mean, there is some other news in the NHL that's not related to the abs. I mean, the Blues signed two guys to pretty lengthy contracts. Yeah, and they, it's signed, very... they signed Jordan Cairo to a massive extension, an identical contract to what Robert Thomas signed early in the season. I don't remember if we talked about Robert Thomas at all when he signed that deal. But the Blues, I think, are going to be pretty an interesting team to watch over the next about year or so because they're going to be good this season they're one of the few teams in the west that i would even consider even a threat at all and they're pretty much the same team they were last year other than a new backup goalie and adding nolachari to the mix well they lost perron they did they did lose perron that is right he went to detroit after this season things are going to be pretty interesting in st louis because you have ryan o'reilly expiring and his 7.5 million and somehow Vlad Tarasenko is still here and unless the Blues suck this season is going to be here for the remainder of his one-year contract at 7.5 million but you look at the amount of money that they have locked into next year already they have 67 million in cap already locked up and are they going to be able to keep these guys? I don't think Tarasenko's coming back just because of the sheer amount of trade rumors yes. over the last two years and how he's pissed that they botched his surgery. But also at the same time, it's been like two years. Is he still having hard feelings about that now that he's back and playing normal? I'm sure he is. I mean, maybe, but... I like going with the narrative that the Blues have a toxic organization. So yeah. I like going with that narrative. It's also just, it's in St. Louis, so it's inherent. Yeah. So that's a good narrative to stick with. But I think you'd have to think, they have to move Tarasenko this year. They can't let him walk for free. We say that a lot about a lot of players, and then they just do. Yeah, I don't know, man. Because, like, the thing is with the Blues is you have Perenko locked up. That contract's not looking very good. Like Pranko's still a good defenseman, but he's not a one. Six, he's not six point five till twenty thirty, and he's yeah. twenty nine. Yeah, like that's not looking good. Tory Krug has been an object failure for them. Um, that's what fourteen million or thirteen million, and then you got Justin Folk who had a resurgence here, but before that was considered a terrible contract as well, all, too. All three of those guys make six point five. By the way, yeah. Like Falk is interesting because he was better this year, but is he going to do that again? His first two years in St. Louis were objectively bad. That's what I'm saying, man. Like you have, what is that? What's the math? I'm trying to do math in my head. It's not good. 19 million locked up in three defensemen who. Yeah. 19 and a half. And Nick Letty's at $4 million for the next four years. Under underrated, terrible contract that was signed this off season. Yes. I mean, he's due for regression. Oh, absolutely. Four times four for a guy who was okay last year after you got him at the deadline. 
but for the Blues, that's good. Like their defense is their weakness. Like that's what cost them the series. Well, they they got dominated by the Avs, but yeah, they, that, they, the only thing they had going for them in that series was Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, like it was. It's just going to be. Like I just, they're gonna. This is this their last year? To really make a go I, at it? I think that's what I'm trying to get at here. Is then also going back to the Tarasenko thing? No, you don't trade them because this might be your last chance with this current core, because even if you bring Ryan O'Reilly back, that's, that's going to be an interesting contract because he's 31 right now, and he's going to be 32 at the end of the season. And he makes 7.5 right now. And after watching how effective he was against Nathan McKinnon and the abs, he's, he's going to get a lot of money. He's got to get to be a team that is going to pay him a ridiculous amount of money. I, I think the conversation starts at nine. It starts at nine, and I think seven years is the minimum. Yeah, I mean, especially if he goes somewhere else. Like, yeah, that's the maximum term they can give him. So and if it's not going back to St. Louis, there is there is no one outside they can bring in and no one inside the organization that's going to replace that. Yeah, because what if you move a guy like Tory Krug, you probably have to attach a first-round pick to that. Yeah, Krug, I just don't th- like I just don't think a team's gonna take that. Like Falk, Krug, and Pareko, for better or worse, are blues until those contracts are up or they're bought out. That's so crazy, man. Because Doug Arm is it Doug Armstrong? Is that, is that their GM? Yes. Yeah. He's not a bad GM. Like I, by- I wouldn't even say these are bad moves. It's just they're kind of approaching um a reckoning here. Yeah, they're kind of entering cap hell. Um I mean, it's, it out, it's to... also Cairo and Thomas are making 2.8 each this season. And the next year that ups to identical contracts of 8.125. And those contracts are great. Those I are like them. great. Cairo, is it weird that I think Robert Thomas is going to age better than Jordan Cairo? I, oh, I completely agree. Robert Thomas is fucking sick. I, I think Robert Thomas, I mean, I say this about surprise a surprising amount of players on rival teams robert thomas is one of the more underrated players in the league and people are starting to notice but one of the best playmakers in the nhl yeah without a doubt he is he has been i mean he had kind of a uh a rough playoffs with the against the abs like i don't think he was too um yeah i mean too present but i mean the, the abs are a rough matchup for a guy like robert yeah. thomas but overall, he is he's a fantastic player. I really like Robert Thomas. I completely agree with you. And, um, and Jordan Kyrou's great too. I'm not saying Jordan Kyrou isn't great. It's just that I don't know. I just feel like for some reason, Kyrou, what he showed this season, I don't know if he has more than that, if that makes sense. I think that's, I think that's his peak. I think that is his peak, if not some regression do. Yeah. I mean, because how old is he? He's got to be, what, like 23, 24? 24. 24. And Thomas is 23. So, yeah, I agree. I, I, if we're choosing which one would be better in the long term, I agree it's going to be Robert Thomas because I think he has 90-point-a-year potential. Yeah, and also uh, you you look under the hood of Jordan Cairo. He's not – he doesn't have bad analytics or microstats, but they're not impressive. No. You know, and obviously that's not the be-all, end-all of determining how good or bad a player is. But it's just, I don't know. I, I have a feeling that 74 points for Jordan Cairo is, yeah, that's probably what he's going to be, if not the best. And, and I, I think Robert Thomas could feasibly hit 90 points. Is that worth $8 million a year for Cairo, though? Well, that's what I, that's the point I'm getting yeah. at, is I think Robert Thomas's contract is great. I think Cairo's is, I think right now it looks good. And I don't think it's going to age poorly. Like, oh man, what a terrible deal. But I think it's also like, it's a lot of money for that guy. Yeah. I mean, they're projecting. It, it hasn't worked well, as we said with yeah, Pareko. This, this could also be a take I have that ages like absolute, absolutely. Like, this could I, be everything like, you're saying though, I, I kind of agree with like, if he's going to be a 75 point player, that's okay. But is that worth $8 million? That's for you to decide. Right. Like that, like uh, that's core superstar money. Yeah. Cause if you look at it, like they projected on Pareko, it hasn't worked out so far. It hasn't. And well, I mean, even then, I think the Pareko one's just bad because you know when that contract kicks in? Now. Yeah. This is year one of that contract. Yeah. And it's not like Pareko's been this big star defenseman ever in his career. He's shown potential he showed potential like the first couple of years he was in the league, but 
he's but just he, he just kind of was that the potential yeah. he showed turned out to be exactly what he is yeah and that's this is funny because we're talking about this as Avs fans and we've said before i mean this is sam gerard in a nutshell right because if Sam Gerrard stays the same, it's this like, is Sam Gerrard. If he was seven inches taller and yeah. like double his weight, this is oh, the- he'd have. Could you imagine how much more leeway Sam Gerrard would have if he was seven inches taller? We don't talk <laughs> about Colton Pareko, do we? For never really getting better and yeah. just always staying the same player. Hey, everybody, hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our brand new sponsors at Raycon. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of our great lineup of shows on the Hockey Podcast Network, and it's been great, all because of my brand new Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever with optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. These earbuds are so comfortable, and they will not ever budge. You've never got to worry about them falling out of your ears. Eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life at the perfect price. Quality audio at over half the price of other premium audio brands. It's it's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews with three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, noise isolation, and awareness mode. I personally use my Raycons wherever I am, whether it's at the gym, whether it's in class, whether it's at work. Perfect for any situation. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Again, buyraycon.com slash THPN. Now, back to the episode. But since Sam Gerard is... Yavs, Sam Gerard. I'm not saying either is better or worse for anybody, but, you know... Yeah, no, it's it, it's a little ridiculous, but I don't know. I'm I'm intrigued to see what the Blues do this year. I, I don't think they're going to be a bad team. At no, all. I think they're um, the second best team in the West. Yeah, eh, yeah, yeah. I was about I mean, to say, I Edmonton, mean, but Edmonton's got to prove it to me that they can do it for two straight years. Yeah, that's uh, what I mean. Like St. Louis to me is a safe bet for second best team in the West. I think yeah. it could definitely be Edmonton or potentially Calgary, but we haven't seen it yet. Edmonton is a tale of two seasons every single time some some seasons they're great they make the playoffs and they're second in their division last year and they go to the conference final seems like things are trending in the right direction right until you reach game 15 of the season and they're just okay and the wheels are falling off the whack i mean we kind of forget in january we were not this positive on the oilers no they were terrible there's a reason why dave Tippett got fired Right. And if things are trending poorly for them, it could get to a point where it's just like they don't recover from it. Like it's it's Edmonton. We, this would not be a shock for us to be talking I, them up and be like, oh, they're going to be great. And then they're bad. They're one Connor McDavid injury away from being in the lottery. Right. That's, all, that's all it takes. And not, not even McDavid. Drysaddle. If they lose Drysaddle, yeah, you'll still have McDavid, but you just lost half your team. And Jesus, if they lose Darnell Nurse, who do you have on defense? Evan Bouchard. They have Evan Bouchard. You know who else they have? Ryan Murray. Hey, maybe he finally fills up to his potential, man. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. And then the, the, who's that defenseman they think is going to get Broberg? I keep hearing about this Broberg guy. Yeah, Broberg. But He's okay. I, I agree. The Blues, just like circle it back. I, I think they are the second best team. If you look at every other team in the West, everyone else kind of got like, – would you say Edmonton got better? I'd say they got – better because they didn't really get worse yeah they didn't really really lose any big names they added guys i think campbell is an upgrade over smith yep and And i mean like who did they lose i mean they kept kane unfortunately and they kept brett kulak which i think is a good move for them instead of running out a tandem of smith and koskinen it's campbell and skinner which i think is a a very respectable nhl tandem And that, by default, could make them the second-best team in the West because they have McDavid and Dreisaitl. Yeah, because if you look at the rest of the Western Conference, the Blues, I think, stayed the same. I mean, losing Perron. I think they stayed exactly the – well, they lost Perron, which – so I'd say they got worse, honestly. They got a little bit worse. A little bit worse. They got weaker at goaltending because now they are relying on Jordan Bennington to keep up the three-game hot streak he had in the playoffs. Yep. 
And so now they do, what was, what was his name? Huso. They don't have Huso to, yeah. to bail them out anymore. He went to Detroit. And now who did they bring in? It was uh, Grise, wasn't it? Charlie Lindgren, I thought. No, he that was the Caps. No, they went to the Caps. He was a yeah. it, was, it was Grise. Yeah, it was Thomas Grise. And Minnesota got worse. Like, that is a yes. worse hockey team than they were last season, yes. without a question. Uh, Nashville, I think, got better. They are, but are they better than are they better than Edmonton or St. Louis? No, I think I think it was Elliot Friedman or so, someone put it like like are they better or do they take Colorado to five games? I think that's take yeah. them to five games. Right? It's like are they, are they contenders to go to the Stanley Cup final, or are they going to maybe hang with a team like the Abs a little bit more than they did last year? Yeah, and we'll see, man. It, it's going to be. I, I've been seeing people saying the abs have a don't have a good shot to repeat. The West sucks. It sucks, man. I think the honestly, little hotter take. I think the Pacific is better than the Central. This year? This year, I think the competition's a little stiffer because there is no abs up there. Once you get past St. Louis, I'm I'm just not that threatened. I really not. There are good teams, don't get me wrong. St. Louis is good. Nashville is a little better. Minnesota got worse, but they're still good. Winnipeg just didn't do anything. Oh, they're getting ready to blow it up. They're getting ready to blow it up. Like Winnipeg is a half season away from just saying fuck it and blowing it up and getting two first round picks in this year's draft. Dallas already kind of did that by stripping Wheeler of the captaincy. Yeah, they stripped. I almost missed that the other day. They stripped Wheeler of the captaincy. And they've got a whole bunch of crap going on in the locker room that they just refuse to ever talk about, even though it's the worst kept secret in the NHL that these guys have a toxic locker room. Yep. And Dallas, they still have to sign Robertson. We've heard nothing about it. Who knows if that's going to carry into the season or not, because all we've heard about it is the owners not willing to pay. Yep. And they they didn't get better. They they lost Klingberg, which is fine, but they didn't really do anything to replace that. Yep. So now you can make the argument that they're worse, and then you get to your Arizonas and Chicagos of the world, who are terrible on purpose. Arizona's getting better. They're, they're getting, getting better, better, but their goal right now is Connor yes. Stard. Yes. So I uh, that's not a bad take, because if you look at the Pacific, I mean, you got Calgary, who I think is going to be pretty similar to what they were last year. Yeah, I think Calgary's going to be the same. I think Edmonton might be a little better than they were, maybe a little more consistent. And you've got, a like I think, just a big fucking mess in the middle where you've got who knows what vegas is going to be this season if they're going to be good or like back to what they were a couple years ago or just flat out terrible they don't have a goalie and then you have like teams like la that could improve on what they were last year could regress seattle could be interesting vancouver i think is very interesting this season i think they're a playoff team this year i know we'll do that in a season preview episode but I i think that's a playoff team I agree, but there's, they still got to show it. They yeah. had one, let's face it, kind of fluke run in 2020 where they got into the playoffs where they otherwise wouldn't have. Yep. And they just haven't been able to do that since. And I, I, did I say Seattle? I think they're going to be interesting. I think Seattle is going to be a 75-80 point team. I Like Seattle is going to be competitive, I yeah. think. They're a team you have to take seriously, but that's not saying much. San Jose well, is terrible, but here, here's my thought. I, I agree with you. You've talked me into saying the Pacific may be better than the Central, and the biggest reason why, like Nashville, got better on paper, but is Duchesne, Forsberg, and Johansson going to get 35 goals again each? As one thing, I was probably going to say on the season preview episode, we can talk about it. Matt Duchesne's tenure in in Nashville has been a roller coaster. His first. Yeah few seasons were awful they were terrible and last year he was great but is he going to be great again and you still look at ryan johansson where he like in the shortened season he was terrible and the year before that he was terrible 36 points and 22 points back to back bounces back this season with 63 is that credit to having john hines as a coach for a couple years now maybe but Philip Forsberg just got his big boy contract at 8.5 and he was 84 points last season, but you go back and it was 50 points, 48 points, 32 points. Did the Predators get better or are they serious contender for regression? I think they're serious contender for regression and that's just me personally, but that we'll see. But 
the grand scheme of the things is the abs have as good of a shot to repeat as Tampa Bay did just because the West did not get better. No one in the West is, I think, even close to the abs contending wise. Yeah. I don't... And, the, and the abs got worse. But even then, I think we've shown over the last 12 months that we are so leaps and bounds above the Western Conference. Yes. Again, losing two games in the playoffs to the Western Conference, all to St. Louis, sweeping Nashville and Edmonton in our series against them, and really running through the regular season. Like, it was not close for the Central and the Western Conference. No, I mean, like, the there, absolute... like there was a two-week stint where maybe Calgary could catch us, and we crushed them. Yeah. I mean, it, it's going to be interesting um, to see what happens, but... I think the Avs just have a really good fucking team. And to tie it back to the beginning of the episode, we were talking about McKinnon. He said he's not satisfied. He thought he'd be more satisfied. I think that's the mentality for the whole team. Yeah. I mean, the the quote he had on 32 thoughts is basically, I thought I'd be more satisfied after I won. And doesn't sound like he's very satisfied. Sounds like they're all right. Like I I think in the early season, there's going to be a, maybe a little point where it's like, ramping it back up to the regular season after the intensity of the playoffs and the the craziness that's been this offseason and the summer of all the partying and everything. I think there's going to be like an adjustment period of yes. like, oh, Jesus, we have 82 games of this shit. <laughs> so like once we get to November and December, I think we're going to start to see the team work its way back to normal. Let's not forget like, me and you were talking early in the season after we lost to Columbus. Like, oh, man, are we going to be able to catch Minnesota? <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Those were good times, man. Yeah, great times. Good we, time. we were rookies to the podcast game. Yes. But overall, I mean, it, it's the abs are going to be fine. And we made the joke before we started recording. It's like how long of a leash or how long do you think it is until people start complaining about the abs play? I said it's going to be a little bit longer. You think it's going to be like instantaneous. Oh, I think people just like to whine. Like, I think it it could be like, if we're like below 500 before the first 10 game mark, people are going to be like, oh man, is this, is this team too content with their victory? Like it wasn't a problem for Tampa to go back to back. And like, people will find a way to complain about anything. I'm telling you. That's fair. That's fair. But I, I don't think it'll, I, I, mean, I think like, it'll be a little bit of a grace period. I mean, just, just look at the Rams right now. They lost one game and people are like, oh, they're old. They're done. They can't do shit. It's all it takes is to lose a couple of games and all that goodwill is gone. I've That's seen fair. it multiple times. That's fair. I mean, I don't disagree with you, but um, we will, uh, we will have to wait and see, but I, I can't wait. I can't wait to actually be on like and talk about fucking actual hockey and not talk about projections. Oh, I'm so excited. Like once I think once we get close to those preview episodes, honestly, I I think preview season like outside of the playoffs is like my favorite time of the year. Yes. Cuz everyone's so full of hope. Yeah. Like it, like we'll talk about this more, but Ottawa and all the optimism and hope right now, that can come crashing down very fast yes it like we could be talking about them in two months as like what happened <laughs> how and, could it all go wrong their top six was loaded but they have the most underrated forward group we got to see it first yeah so but honestly man i thought we did a lot better i think we got more on track as the episode went on honestly, but... i, I kind of like episodes like this where yeah. we just kind of have like one loose topic like the only thing i have on my note sheet is about mckinnon and honestly i kind of like doing episodes like this where we're just kind of making it up as we go it makes it feel less rigid more natural i guess yeah, yeah. we're good there it, so. it brings us back to the core of the show of we do not know what the hell we are doing or correct talking about we are literally just two guys Correct. And we get distracted very easily. We have the attention span of squirrels. So, yeah. um, but hell of an episode and you got your big boy job tomorrow. Um, so everyone make sure you wish Griffin good luck. Um, and <laughs> yeah, my big boy job of working and logging highlights, I guess, yeah. you know, hey, going, going to work at the oil rig for 12 straight hours, <laughs> I guess. 
<laughs> my big boy job where one false move will mean me being ripped apart by machines. I sit at a desk and I type Lamar Jackson into a laptop. Dude, carpal tunnel is very serious, man. It is. Dude. I've I've had it before. Yeah. You know? You don't, you don't mess around with it. But uh I'm gonna be I'm gonna be playing hurt. I've had an ear problem for the last week or so. I can barely hear out of my left ear. So you know, I'm just keep me in your thoughts tomorrow. I'm gonna I'm really just I gotcha. gotten this one out. <laughs> I for one will be sitting on my butt doing absolutely nothing these next couple of days. So I turned 28 on Monday, which is fucking crazy. Um, so I will be it, it's weird when you get older. I, I don't know if you're at that yet because you just turned 21, but birthdays now are just kind of like holy fuck i'm getting old like i have nothing like my birthdays mean nothing to me anymore like i'm sorry I, th- I think i'm approaching that with my 22nd birthday in a month I'm like well like, 25 you can rent a car so that's cool. that's, well, that's <laughs> what i mean like i'm getting to 22 and i'm like i don't know what i'm gonna do for my birthday i have a fucking midterm yeah like, <laughs> like, it's like literally weird. on my birthday i have a midterm exam yeah it's very very weird but i am um, i'm almost 30 which is fucking crazy but I will be doing absolutely fucking nothing this weekend. So I hope you all are doing the same and you're listening to us while you're watching some NFL today. And I think that's good. I got nothing else for the show, man. I think we're all good. I don't think we had anything to begin with. We just no. for an hour anyway. So I can't believe we did that. But no, I, I can't believe we always say this. And yeah, and we're always like, oh, we, we can keep this one relatively short. And then we talk about nothing for an hour. So. Yeah, I mean, that's what we do. Oh, we do. It's because we like hockey and we genuinely enjoy talking about it. So yes, it's because doing this isn't a job. It's fun. (laughs) If it ever becomes a job, we'll let you know. Yeah, you'll know. (laughs) Uh, But, oh, I I, I almost missed the show. Um, This is your friendly show reminder. Kale McCarthy is still available. First batch did get out. There have been a couple more orders. They look fucking awesome. And... Um, so many people have been buying shirts. I keep wanting to send Griffin one, but someone keeps ordering Griffin's shirt. And I told Griffin, I'm sorry, man. It's going to like, you, you get yours last. So it's, keep it's, ordering it shirt. actually is Christian just hates me and wants me to <laughs> and buy it myself. So, so they uh, like, oh, I'll send no. it. Since, since you bought it with your money, I'll send it to you this time. Sorry, man. No free <laughs> shit for you. You fucking freeloader. Uh, yeah, but, Christian's just that. I don't know if you guys know this. Christian's just that kind of guy where he totally. just really likes making people like suffer and upset. Like when I was in uh, Colorado, he would just like take a baseball bat to people's knees and just be like, ha ha, you're on the ground now. So just a little insight into Christian's character a little bit, but totally, totally you got he's me. a cruel and malicious person. And definitely <laughs> not like one of the nicest people I've ever met. Uh, but go buy your Kale McCarr shirt. Griffin will get his eventually whenever I feel like sending it to him. Um, and, uh, Use promo code tell it as it is at SeatGeek. There's plenty of things to start going to now. We got that sponsorship deal at the worst time of the year. Oh, yeah. We got uh, it like like when I came to – didn't we get like halfway through when I was in Colorado? Yeah. Like yeah. after like the – no, we got it before game five. Yeah. Where the tickets were like $1,000. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you could get 20 bucks $20 off. dollars off. <laughs> Your first purchase of $50 or more. So there's stuff to go to now. Buy some tickets on SeatGeek, the number one ticketing app in the world, and use promo code Teledavis. Get twenty dollars off your first purchase of fifty dollars or more, and start going to things. Um, Hockey's coming up. Football's in full swing. Denver Broncos going to be back in town soon. Going to have the Nuggets starting up at the end of October. I mean, if you're not going to use the code now, I don't know if you're ever going to because it is the perfect time to start going back to games. And we are offering you free money to just free money money back for it so we're you're welcome you're welcome you're welcome for all, for all the hard work we did of making that code for you yes so use that um and then yeah i got nothing else man yeah i think we're all good for this one because we're talking about the how great of an episode we just had and then we talk about how great of an episode we just have for for another 10 minutes but yes yeah, i love it so I think that's going to do it for us on this edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast. Thank you all so very much for tuning in. Like Christian said, Kale McCarr shirts available at denvernosebleeds.com along with the, the Kendall shirts, some stickers. We get, if, you, if you really like us, you can just get a sticker of our logo. If you, yeah, that'd be cool. It's there. It's an option. We'd appreciate it. But um, 
Use promo code TELDAPS. It is on SeatGeek for $20 off your first order of $50 or more. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at NHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Belay. And you can follow the show at Tell It Abs It Is. But again, thank you so very much for tuning in. And we will catch you all next time. But until then, let's go Abs. <laughs>